Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Write or Die show. I'm your host, Randy Lee Boslaw. On the show, we interview other writers and we talk about mental health from their personal journeys. If you have not already hit that like and subscribe button, go ahead, do that now so that you never miss an episode. Hello, welcome to the show. Today with us, we have two amazing guests. We have Rox Berkey and Charles Brakefield. Hello, how are you? Hi, Randy. How are you doing? Randy. How about you? I'm pretty good. Now, um, tell us what your author name is together. Well, it, uh, it leads with my name. It's Brakefield and Berkey. And that's the way we, uh, uh, we've done it uh, for 12, 15, 16, 20 books, something like that. <laughs> it's only a couple. It's fine. A couple. <laughs> All right. So um, whomever wants to go first, tell us a little bit about who you are. So I actually work in technology and I focus on customer experience. And I have for quite some time been in that particular professional arena. Um, so, so that's like my, that's what helps me want to get away and write because, <laughs> you know, you can only, you can only do so much on the technology front before it's like, Oh my gosh, give me some, give me some fictional fun here. True. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what about well, you? So I'm a little different. Uh, I'm usually standing there by the conveyor belt of uh, technical problems heading uh, downstream to uh, anybody who will uh, who will address them. And uh, um, it's uh, it, it's it's good information and background fodder for the stories. So um, we get to uh, I get to see uh, some of the uh, leading edge stuff that uh, hasn't quite hit mainstream yet. And here's what's going to poison this uh this environment if it's handled if, if, if it's mishandled and so that's sort of the uh peculiarities i guess i will i will uh, I agree to admit to for for my uh, uh my writing uh, uh style uh, and uh you know rox has uh has been able to put up with it uh, with therapy and treatment so uh, yeah, it's, uh <laughs> and how did you guys meet Oh, that's a really interesting question. Actually, I hired him um, to work as um, what turned out to be my my uh, boss as an assistant manager uh, for the organization I was working at, at the time. So I, I helped hire him. And so we started as co-workers in the same environment and then, you know, went to other companies, returned to the same company you know, that kind of stuff. We wrote technical manuals in, in one of our routines for the companies that we worked for. And so it's like, hey, we're having fun doing doing a little bit of writing. So that's that's kind of how we how we actually met. Um, and, um, you know, we wrote some non-fictional stuff um, that was um, quite honestly, um, let's see, in a word, out of date right after you did it. <laughs> Technology is just changing way too fast. So yeah. it's hard, hard to keep up with non-fictional from that perspective. And writing technical man, manuals is probably about as much fun as watching paint dry. What are you talking about? I do that all the time. It's great fun. Yeah, okay. you know, <laughs> I got through that whole sentence with a straight face. You sure did. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> I guess I try hard. Um, okay. Okay. Now that's what you guys do, but like, who are you? Oh, that's a good question. We're the uh, hardest one. 
that's the hardest one because it's it, uh, it you know there's there's multifacets to us i mean we're you know we're uh in the high-tech world we're you know working on the customer problems we've got the stuff coming at us from all sides and then um by 4 30 5 o'clock in the afternoon um i get my favorite adult beverage and uh, we either get on a call or uh, you know hang on hang out at her house with the uh, the hound dogs pestering us and uh, how many doggies oh we've got two uh one of each uh one male one female both dobermans and both rescue animals I love hearing about the animals. Any other animals we need to hear about? Um, well, you know, there's, there's my daughter's uh, animals. There's the uh, the cats that I feed outside that uh, I get made fun of because uh, uh, I felt sorry for them uh, a couple of years ago and they're in the ice storm. You know, uh, you know, silly things like that. That uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm a mush on, on when it comes to uh, taking care of the uh, the animals. Good. See, that's who you are. That's that's the who. Okay. All right. That that's a fair question. I you know from from my perspective, you know I do like to help others. I like to reach out and um, you know help with time and effort to people that that just need something. Um, So I've I've kind of been that way for quite some time. Okay. Nice. See that that's the who. All right. So again, I'm not sure how your stories are going to intertwine here, but you're gonna you're gonna lead the way and talk about mental health so wherever whomever story wants to start us off um let's go mental health okay i would submit that we use the writing as a as a therapy in a lot of uh, a lot of cases um it's a, it's a chance to be able to be expressive um you know, cover uh, you know t- uh, several topics uh, that we see that are germane, like ransomware, identity theft, uh, things that um, if you get hit with them, what's the first thing that, that uh, the first casualty of of you? That is your your mental state. The things that you were you're stuck. Uh, the, how do I get out of this? How do I how do I navigate this? And we we'd like to believe that some of the uh, the combat between in the digital digital space. Uh, in our books, is a way to be able to say, here's how you could defeat some of these attack vectors and, uh, and perhaps put your life back together. And it's good to know that there's um, a team, uh, a high moral ground team uh, who's out there hustling hard, driving to be able to uh, make sure that the, uh, the cyber bad guys are put back into the box and uh, best case uh, exported for, uh, uh, for, uh, for, for jail. Yeah wrapped in heavy chains on some island someplace. Okay, okay. And I see I see a good smile up there. So what, what do you have to add to that? You know, I, I think from my perspective, it goes back to who I am. And that is, I, I do like to warn people about, about different things. So, so the focus of the books on a, a cyber threat is really to kind of help open people's eyes um, that they just cannot necessarily be so trusting, which is kind of counter to what people seem to be doing. Oh, it's technology. It must be wonderful. Oh, it's a digital device. It must be, you know, buy me 24, seven, 365. You know, it's just, it's just got to be there. Um, And uh, so I, I do, I do tend to 
think things should be done in moderation to a degree and tempered with your own logic or your own thought. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of where my mental health comes from. I get very aggravated when people are just very accepting. I really do. Mm-hmm. Have either of you been in a position where, and not necessarily cyber side, but just, you know, you trust, like I've had friendships where you, you trust the person so much and then doesn't really turn out so well. <laughs> yeah, they walk on you. Oh yeah, I've had that. So we, 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 we would say that you get torpedoed. Okay. I mean, that's uh, that torpedoed in the relationship and it was like how unfair was that i didn't see that coming and that's uh those are those are bitter pills as well yes yeah so let's talk about that a little bit more just because we haven't had that conversation on the show i mean we've had 150 something episodes yeah but we haven't really talking about um like we've talked about narcissism but it's very different than that trusting side of things so can you share an experience where you've you know, like I kind of said, you, you trusted this person with maybe some some secrets, maybe just your trust in, in a friendship way or what whatever capacity. Um, but it didn't turn out the way that you had hoped. And not not just like, oh, hey, it's not turning out the way I hope, but like the trust was truly broken on such a level that your mental health was affected. And then, of course, the follow up would be, how did you deal with it? Um, I've got a, uh, I got a story I'll, I'll leave and Roxanne, you can, you can chime in, uh, af- after this one. Um, in my youth, we had put together a, uh, wholesale distribution, uh, of comic books. Oh. Um, we were distributing Marvel, DC, uh, and some of the secondary, uh, independent, uh, as well. Um, I had a, uh, uh, an organization out of Wisconsin call me almost in tears saying, um, they won't they won't ship us any books they won't do anything they won't let me buy anything from this will put me out of business i'll be ruined I, i've got people who depend on me please help me sell me stuff okay okay all right um it took us about 90 days to run up an eighty thousand dollar bill that they just walked away from <gasps> wouldn't call back wouldn't uh, the, the attorneys uh, that I sucked sicked on them? Uh, they said, "There's nothing there, Charles. If you want me to go, if you want to go ahead and pay me to go find these people, um, they don't have any assets. There's nothing to be able to collect. Uh, so uh, you're uh, you're basically stuck with that bill to pay the manufacturer. Um, and I didn't have that eighty thousand dollars. What I did have was a store downtown, one of three, and we I had to sell that store off to be able to pay that bill, and it was. Um, crushing to be able to see you know well they had called asking for help a favor they had pushed that one button that i don't let anybody push any longer and so yeah there's a i have that uh, i guess there's a small cynicism that i have to put up with for that kind of a, an approach to me and uh, yeah um uh, there's an ugly scar that uh, I typically don't talk very much about, but that's one of those things where you want to know what uh, what happened. That's what happened. I was trusting and I was slaughtered. Yeah, and to lose your entire store over it. So I'm assuming that you are at a pretty enraged and upset and sad, perhaps, state. 
no, like no, all no. the emotions. Oh, well, not really. I mean, it's like, okay, get over it. Let's get this done. Let's make good on my promise to the manufacturers, the printers. I paid those debts so that they didn't have that uh, that that horrible uh, image of, of me. So it was a point of honor. And so it's sort of a double-edged sword. You, if you can, if you can get past and digest the uh, uh, that and become uh, and still be, it's not, I'm not going to use it as a, as a, as a um, an excuse. I got I got slaughtered, but I did make good on the debt. We did pay everything off, and we and we uh, we just did make that mistake again. Okay, and how do you stop from making that mistake again? Uh, you leave with no you always leave with no <laughs> yeah yeah and you know well that works with my daughter's rocks i mean you know they go dad right so, oh i uh, know yeah so it's uh, uh there's uh, there's latitudes where you're like okay um you know is this a loan or is this a gift well uh you know leave with that yes that's a good point so I always, um, I mean, I've never loaned somebody $80,000 or $80,000 product, but I don't have that. Um, but, um, growing up because, you know, people would be like, I borrow your DVD and DVDs were these discs that you would put into the machine to play the movie. Um, so they'd be like, can I borrow your movie or even can I? Back when VHSs were a thing, can I borrow your VHS? And VHSs were the thing that you put into the VCR to play the movie. <laughs> um, so people would say, hey, can I borrow it? And, you know, I'm like, okay, sure. And then they wouldn't give it back. I mean, it's not the same skill, but in my young mind, because I was a kid, it was like, hey, that was mine and you stole it. So then I started developing the mindset of kind of that, is it a gift or is it a loan of, if you are asking me to borrow this, I need to be okay if I never see it again. Yep. Yep. Right. You know, it goes back to when I was a kid um, and, and you really do bring up some really good points, Brandy. It goes back to when I was a kid and, you know, you wanted to borrow somebody's sweater or you wanted to borrow somebody's, you know, skirt or something like that. My mom always said, hey, you don't borrow clothes from people. It's just, if something happens to it, you're, you're in trouble. Right. But if you but if you do have to borrow something for whatever reason, you always turn it back to them in better condition. So, you know, washed and pressed, clean, whatever, whatever the situation might be. And so I, I limit at that time, I limited anything I borrowed because it was kind of like, don't do it. Um, wow. But then as I got older, somebody wanted to borrow something from me. Well, my expectation at that point was that I'm going to get it back in as good a condition as I gave it. Yeah. Yeah. No, not full of tears and rips like I received. So, so then you kind of lead with the, the no, or as you said, you know, am I willing to just give it away? And then it's more like, nope, you can't borrow it, but here you may have it yeah. and, and then just let it go. Yeah. And if they do end up returning it, you know, bonus, right. Yeah. If they're like, Oh, okay, here you go. Um, but it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes you get it back. And like you said, it, it's ripped and it's torn. And it's not, I mean, this topic isn't quite the same as what we normally talk about on the show, but I think it's important because it's something that we experience from a very young age 
Like I was talking about VHSs. That's back in the early 90s. I was like five, six, seven, right? Like little. Um, and we developed that mindset at that age because we're trusting our friends. Hey, can I borrow your toy? Like as simple yes. as can I borrow a toy? And then they end up breaking the arm off the Barbie. And it's like, <laughs> but you broke my toy. And that in a child's mind, we can go, you know, a couple different ways. We can develop that mindset of, nope, I am never ever, nope, you can't ever, right? Borrow my stuff again. Or it's that mindset of, can I just let it go? Can I, do, can I figure out a way that I can forgive this person? We're, we're developing a lot of skills at a young age. And it yeah. starts with those kinds of instances. Yeah. Or you can be rightfully angry like yeah. Charles is for losing all of that money. Um, and, and, you know, you know, every once in a while, everybody gets a chance to make an El Grande boo-boo. And sometimes you can easily recover from it. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes yeah. you have to get past it. But it still remains as an angry point. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a very valid point is that we can be angry. We can be upset. It's like Charles had every right if he wanted to, to be angry, but the not holding on to the anger, like he said, I paid the debt. I made sure everything was good is also an important skill that we have to learn is that, and I, I've been trying to tell my kid that this for a long time, that forgiveness piece is not for the other person. It is for yourself because all you're doing by staying angry at that person, they don't care. They probably haven't even thought about you again, especially the way that they stiffed you, Charles. They didn't think about you. They probably had this in mind right from the start. And you being angry and holding on to that anger, not that you did, which is good. But if you had, what's that doing? All it's doing is affecting you. because They don't care. They've moved on to their next mark. Exactly. And it's funny because, you know, different different groups of people tend to be more trusting, which is going to go back to, you know, kind of the, the cyber threats. You have a lot of people in the older generation now that are very trusting and they get an email from somebody and, you know, it just feels like they have to reach out and help them. And unfortunately, they are often looking for marks and it only takes one. Yeah, exactly. Um, there actually a girl that I work with at my part-time job, she walked in on her grandfather giving his credit card number because he thought that, you know, cause this person was saying, Oh, I'm the friend of your grandson or whatever the story was. Right. And they need this money for blah, blah, blah. And the, you know, grandfather, Oh, I got to help my, my grandkid. Luckily, like I said, my coworker walked in, she was able to be like, Nope. Okay. We're calling the credit card company. Let's get rid of all that. Um, and so nothing bad happened in that way because it was able to be caught right away but it is that trusting nature or the fact that I'll admit I, I don't I don't read all the terms and conditions um you download an app except because I just want the app um and then it turns out that they're stealing whatever doing whatever um it's or it's like that app, yeah it's yeah. a poisonous app yeah like, oh, thank you for installing me on your your personal device, um, uh, and uh, I appreciate you you trusting me. By the way, uh, I'm emptying your bank account, and it's going to this uh, uh, this this laundering uh, market on the dark net. And uh, um, you've made the uh, made a week's pay for somebody whose uh, whose job is stealing. Yeah, exactly. So we have to be careful, but there is 
we also have to develop a level of trust with people because we can't just not trust anyone forever, right? Then yeah. how do you develop good, healthy relationships? How do you how do you get a partner in writing crime? <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, I think that unfortunately the lockdown um, cultivated a lot of that not building relationship abilities and, and the result seems to be a lot of anger. Yes, that's very true too. And all of these COVID babies, <laughs> my grandson is a COVID baby. He was born about six months before COVID hit. And here where I am, COVID locked us down for like almost two years. Yeah. It's a long time, right? So like, then all of a sudden we're putting him in swim lessons and he loves water, always has. He's crying though, because he doesn't understand people. Yeah. Because he's a COVID baby. They didn't get to meet yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting and- perspective of having lost that, uh, that social dynamic. It's a little bit different for me because we, uh, I was a, an Air Force brat. So okay. we picked up and moved every two years, whether we needed to or not, different base and everybody else was the same way. So we, you made friends realizing that uh, uh, they'd be gone in, uh, in two years or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, their, their, their parents were uh, recycling out and uh, you only get to meet with them for six months or whatever. So um, that's part of that uh, reach out for those people and, uh, and be uh, expressive talk to people, you know, understand, uh, because they may be packing up and moving before you know it. And you'll have friends scattered all over the planet, like I do. But but it's, I've always had that, uh, that social dynamic um, that a lot of people never would have had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, that's a very interesting thing. I've never really thought about that before, because that wasn't my experience. But like, when you go in knowing I'm going to have this best friend for this much time, um, that that's got to be hard for a kid. I mean, you must develop the, you know, knowing it's going to happen, but still it'd be yeah. hard. Well, and it teaches you to, uh, uh, you know, uh, embrace those friends for the time that you have. And it, so you learn that, you know, life is not permanent lesson that, um, that that's difficult to be able to explain until you've actually lived it yourself. Well, that's a, that's such a good point too. Right. Cause there's that saying, right. Um, how does it go? That somebody's there for a season, right. There's a reason they're only there for a season, something like that. But basically, um, you know, y- you have this friend, but maybe you're, you're only meant to have this friend for, you know, a short period of time in your life and value that time together. And it's wonderful time together. But once you move on, it's okay. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily forgotten either. You know, it, it may be that you have, you know, new ways to communicate, like in, you know, writing letters. I remember my, my friend was moved away because her mother got mad at her for kissing a boy and moved her to like three states away. Oh, geez. Thinking that, thinking that would solve the problem, you know, so. Well, and a lot of our writing, to be honest, we, we created friends all over uh, North America. Uh, we got some friends in uh, the Philippines. I got friends in uh, France and Germany. Um, and some of that uh, is because of the writing that we do, because we, we, we uh, 
it, it's communication skill. Yes. Here, you know, and that sort of a letter directly to you. It, this is a you know, letter to uh, thousands of our closest friends who have a chance to be able to uh, uh, watch and read and listen to the uh, the stories uh, because that's that's how we communicate with uh, with our fan base. Right. Yeah. And I think okay. Just because I made this big stink about what DVDs are and what VHS are, I have to do this. So a letter is this thing on a piece of paper that you write and you fold up, you put it in an envelope with a stamp and you mail it. Somebody <laughs> will deliver it and it takes time to get there. I'm sorry, I just had to, because my kids are always, always being like, what's that? What's that? So. Sorry, I just I had to do it when you said write a letter. No, it it was good. It was good, and you know you do realize that the the next language barrier to be broken by by young people is cursive writing. You know. Oh, they already don't teach it in our schools here. I know. So you know, we have a whole secret language they can't. I know, right? It used to be like when I was little, my my mom and aunt would speak Pig Latin. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Now I've got. That's it. I never yeah. thought of it that way. Now it's secret. Oh, kind of neat. <laughs> it's way better than thinking, oh, they just don't teach it. No. That's it. I That's like it. that. You can, you can communicate with, with other adults that know that skill and no one will know what's going on. <laughs> I like that, actually. I feel feel like kind of like a ninja or like a secret agent. And you add piglet on top of that, you're going to make them all crazy because they're <laughs> never going to figure it out. Right. I know. I remember getting so mad at my mom when, and my aunt when they would do that. I'm like, what are you saying? And like, my brother had figured it out. My brother was four years older than me. And I was like, what are they thinking? He's like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> not cool, man. Not cool. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about, well, I was going to say your book, but books. <laughs> when, when did you publish the first one? Uh, what was it? Uh, Rocks was about uh, 2012 when we. Yeah, uh, 20, 2012 was the first novel in the series. Yeah. Holy crap. So over 20 years then. We're in 2023. No, not 20 years. Let's try. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm mathing really wrong right now, but don't call me out, please. Over 10 years. No, just, just a, a, over a decade. Yeah. Yeah, over a decade. Yeah. I'm mathing really wrong here. Don't call me out. <laughs> no. Um, it's a it's a simple error we could all make it no problem right yeah. right i'm gonna blame the cat because i was distracted i love the cat what is the cat's name i have this got is to know. this is Smokey. um oh, nice. she is a big fluffy baby um i have four cats i picked ah. the other ones out but she just was laying so calmly and quietly in front of the open window that i couldn't make her move and now she's just you know disturbing my things well, now she wants to make sure she's a part of the show. I know. She's so sweet. I love her. She's so cute. Um, yeah. So, okay. So you've been writing together for over a decade. Yep. And uh, so how, how many books was it that you've written? So novel-wise, there is, there is 12 novels in the Enigma series, which is what is up behind Charles. Nice. Um, and there's also a prequel that's not there and 10 short stories. And we just released the first book in a brand new series. Okay. So is the Enigma one finished or you just want to start something new too? 
So the Enigma series, we timed it. It's it's done. Okay. Yeah. No, no book 13. I refuse a book 13. Okay, the okay. Series, the, the new series is um, um, the Enigma Heirs. So as you would understand, um, even in fiction, uh, characters grow, they age, yeah. they reach retirement status, and they say, um, I need to move on. I'm going to power down, and I don't want to. I'm going to turn over the reins of the uh, of the cyber warfare um, organization to the, the children that we've uh, we've we've taught. Okay. The, the, the kids that have have grown up realizing that here's the high moral ground for the uh, the combat that uh, our uh, our good guys do, and we started them into the new series and. And the and this is it's it's um, it's kind of interesting because what happens with with uh, with anybody that takes over, you know, imagine you know uh, your kids trying to take over your uh, your podcast, and all the things that uh, that you know how to do. Um, I taught them. I thought I taught them. I sh I showed them. Um, are they going to be able to do it? And that's that's kind of the exercise with the characters uh, in the new series. They're the heirs. From the uh, from the original from the third generation. Okay, so it's the, the kind of a continuation in a sense, but it's but it's new. Yeah, the, the cyber threats are always always uh, brand new. They're always uh, out there. They're always hammering you. They're always ahead of you because the cyber threats are always one step ahead of the good guys. Um, and but there's there needs to be new champions coming yes. in, new oh. champions taking over, and so that's the beginning of the heirs. In the the Enigma Tracer. Okay, okay, I like it. Um, and so is that one out already or coming out? No, it's nope, out. it's out. It released in um in March. Uh, March, and the audio book just came out for it like um, two weeks ago. So you know, if somebody seriously wants to uh, listen to an audio book, they can certainly send us an email, and we might have a few codes we can share. I love audiobooks. In fact, I need a new one. I just finished mine. So, you know, our email, <laughs> so you can have a U.S. code or a U.K. code. Which one would you like? Um, a U.S.A. code because I, okay. I can connect it. There you go. Perfect. Happy to, send, happy to send one over. The only request for giving codes is to please do a review. review. Oh, yes, I do. Um, all right. So where do people get a copy of these books? Obviously through Audible for the audio. Well, so it's interesting. The, the audio books are available through Audible. Okay. Um, that's true. But they're also available in other, you know, Libra FM. They're, most of them are not only on Audible. They're no longer exclusive. There's only three right now of the books exclusive on Audible. Um, but the books themselves, if you want, you know, let's say it's a Father's Day coming up and you desperately, desperately want to have a signed book to give to your dad, um, they can they can send a request through our website and we'll sign it and ship it free anywhere in the U.S. Very nice. And the website is? You're going to love it. It's easy. Enigmaseries.com. Oh, that is easy. I like that. I like easy. And of course, I'm going to stick the link in the description below. 
Um, so where where else can they buy it? Or is that like the best place to do it? Is go to well, That's obviously the best place to buy it because we do sign them and ship them. But you can get them on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, yeah. For the rest of the world where, you know, it, it yeah. might be it might be easier shipping wise um, from Amazon. Right. And some people just don't don't like Amazon. So it's available in the other marketplaces as well, because we understand that. You know, some people want to have choice. Choice is good. Yes. yes. That's why good. we have a variety of episodes because you have choices. Exactly. <laughs> and you do it well. You want to innovate new things into your store, into your podcast, which I think is very, very uh, wise of you, actually. You Thank you. Um, and of course, where do we follow you? Social media styles. Oh, you can follow us on Twitter, Enigma Series. Facebook, um, LinkedIn, of course, we are both on LinkedIn as, um, you know, Charles Brightfield or Vox Berkey, if you, but we're separate. We don't have the books. Um, Pinterest, I mean, YouTube would be a wonderful. Oh, you guys have a channel? We, we do. do have a channel. And oh, if people tell go, us. If people will go to our website, then um, they can watch the book trailers, which are a lot of fun. Um, I also um, build audio samples. So we have a wonderful voice of the series. His name is Derek Scholes. Um, and he does all but the very first book. He's done all of the narration for our books. And um, so I do little segments and samples and post those on YouTube. So, and we have a channel called the Enigma series. I know it's such a surprise. Right. I, I was shocked to hear it. In fact, I was like, okay, what is this new title going to be? That's right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So yeah, everybody go and subscribe. Everybody needs subscribers and followers. I've got to support everybody. So do that. Any last, any last words before we say goodbye? Um, uh, one last thing I might, might point out is that uh, we, uh, we got uh, um, invited in to uh, participate in the underground authors uh, group. Um, and the project that we're in on is uh, um, this city in Texas uh, called Magnolia Bluff. And their, their biggest industry is the, uh, the cemetery because there's always somebody being whacked uh, in, this, uh, in this city. And so uh, we, uh, we it, uh, between the, the 10, 10 or 12 authors, we each take a different uh, tract if you will, uh, our own particular genre uh, in that it would, would be uh, cozy mysteries. And uh, we, uh, we borrow characters from each other. We use the same um, visions and uh, maps for the city. Um, and it's like um, a, a variety of uh, writers uh, delivering a, uh, a new story thread they're all independent, but they uh, the characters that tend to spill in, into the other areas um, and other books. Uh, we've had some of our characters borrowed, and we borrowed characters from other areas. Um, but it's a fun fun drill. It's a fun exercise because it's a uh, uh, it it's that's our property, but it's part of the series. Um, uh, you've seen series where they have uh, a um, you know. Um, Different uh, different people. It's uh, in, a, in a different uh, written by uh, you know one set of writers, but this is a variety of writers. So you get uh, some terrific stories from uh, people that you might not have heard otherwise. So yeah. it's uh, it's called the uh, uh, Magnolia Bluff 
Crime Chronicles series, and we're in we're in year number two, season two. Okay. Uh, yeah, and we've got uh, uh, on the fifteenth book uh, that we've already got ready to go, ready for release, um, pre-publication price ninety nine cents, on um, uh, Amazon in August. That's when it's going to go alive. It's called The Killer Enigma. Oh, I like that. Okay, I like that. I, I love horror, mystery, thriller. Oh, then, then you would just love all of these, you know? It I sounds mean. like it, yeah. yeah. It sounds <laughs> like my jam. Um, and Rox, do you have anything else to add? No, we just, we really like to talk to people. Um, on our website, you're going to find a calendar where we're going to be because we've got some you know, book signing events coming up and, and those sorts of things. So we'd love to see anybody who's in those areas when we come. So we have an event coming up in Greenville, Texas. So I've got an event in the Denver area uh, in August, and we have another one in Waller, Texas. So we're going to be around and we would love to, you know, see people and talk to them and, you know, and, you know, just keep in touch. And we have free downloads off of our website too. So poke around out there. Um, you know, there's some tips and tricks out there. And we just, we like, we like readers and we like their opinions. You know, it's just fun. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, and great, good luck with all of the this new series coming. Do you, do you know how many books is going to be in this one? In the uh, Magnolia Bluff Crime Chronicles? Oh, sorry. No, in your new Enigma, um, it's going to be 12 oh, again. En Enigma Airs yes. is, is, yeah, book two is being worked on. It'll be out next March. Oh, very nice. Very nice. All right. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Randy. Thank you. What a delight. Appreciate your time. As always, thank you so much for the amazing guests that we have on the show. Um, be sure to check out their links down in the description below. If you want to support the channel, go ahead and check out our merch store. We've got some very cool things on there. That's my favorite. Sorry, I'm busy ending the stigma. Um, but there's some other very cool designs. 10% of the proceeds always goes back to the Canadian Mental Health Association. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at RV Media because we have some great new shows coming up and you never want to miss any of those episodes. And remember, the only way to end the stigma of mental health is to speak openly and honestly. Bye!